Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whenever you might be joining us. Welcome to the Purpose and Beyond podcast. I'm your host, Kelly R. Jackson. Let's just get right into it. As we always do, it's time for our Monday morning discipleship, Monday morning discipleship. And as always, we like to come on each and every Monday and try to give you something uh, to supplement what you may have heard on Sunday. And so let's get back to our series. We have, we've been doing this series, uh, Trusting God in Season and out of season, I just pulled it up because I'm trying to trying to do better about keeping track of the week. So we are on week six, trusting God in season and out of season. So we're going to deal with week six on today. Now, where we left off last week, um, I was talking about um, we, we had a conversation last week about those children of Israel. And we talked about their experiences with God and that Red Sea moment and uh, and how it was kind of an ebb and flow. Right. They had to trust God in captivity. They come out of captivity, right? And they're trusting God. They're trusting God that they're free. And then, and it seems like the seasons just changed again, right? They went right to a Red Sea experience. And then all of a sudden they said, oh my God, we're going to die right here because we got a Red Sea in front of us and Pharaoh's army behind us. And then God makes a way yet again. And then they get on the other side and they're celebrating God. But yet and then they decide they're going to make a golden calf because God ain't moving fast enough. Right. Eventually, we, we wind up, we deal with that wilderness experience uh, for the children of Israel. And so uh, you can see just in, in those moments how the seasons will change, but you still have to trust God because God hasn't changed. Now, I told you all I was going to share some some uh, uh, thoughts with you. Uh, I'm going to go back and we've done this before on the podcast where we share some thoughts from the book. Uh, going through to get through. And that's a book that we wrote on faith. And I told you all I was going to share some 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 uh, thoughts from that book. And uh, chapter two of that book talks about the challenge of God's timing, working your way through the wilderness. And chapter two really uh, kind of uh, uh, we, I, I took a lot of uh, thought, if you will, from that uh, children of Israel experience to apply it to us to apply it to our everyday life because a lot of times God will pull us out of some, some, some rough places and he'll put us in a wilderness experience. And again, as is often said, I don't know who coined this phrase. I think I mentioned it last week. Um, you know, but I, I, I'll bring it up again here. Um, somebody coined the phrase or, or the thought, uh, one day that it took God, uh, uh, one night, it took God, uh, one night to, to, to get the children of Israel, uh, out of Egypt, but it took them 40 years to get Egypt out of them. The, the, the ways and the, 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 the issues, uh, if you will, of being in captivity. Sometimes you take on the demeanor, if you will, you take on some of the ways of your captor. And so again, it took God. They, they, now this is obviously that, that wasn't, that's not necessarily written in scripture. Let's, let's be clear that it took God 40 years to get Egypt out of them. But when you consider the fact that they wandered 40 years, they wandered 40 years after God freed them, after God brought them out of captivity, they wandered 40 years before they got to the promised land and people had to die off and so on and so forth. And it's been said that the distance between where they are when they came out of the Red Sea and the promised land was probably about a two and a half week journey. But they pretty much just wandered in a circle. They couldn't even get to where God was going. Why? Because there was a lack of faith. There was a lack of trust. And so let me share some thoughts from that second chapter. Talk about the challenge of God's timing. We talk about trusting God in season and out of season. You have to trust God's timing. 
And let me read the scripture, the, 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 the text that I put at the beginning of that chapter. We may have mentioned this uh, in the previous episode, but uh, there is no such thing as scripture being overdone. Amen. So I don't care how many times uh, we read scripture, the word of God is blessed. But let, let me let me share this uh, at the heading of that chapter. I have Psalms 27 and 14, and it should be familiar to all of us. Psalms 27 and 14. It says this, wait on the Lord and be of good carriage, and he shall strengthen thine heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. Let me give you a little thought behind that, because um, this that was one of my mother's favorite, you know, uh, Bible verses. My mother would always say, uh, you know, wait on the Lord and be of good courage and he shall strengthen thine heart. And my mother was one of my favorite uh, Bible class teachers. You know, uh, I loved sitting up under my mother when she was able to teach Bible class. I loved uh, sitting up under her. Anytime my mother was dealing with this verse, she would say, wait on the Lord and be of good courage and he shall strengthen thine heart. And then my mother would get to the end and she said, God knows that we're hard, we're hard of hearing. So he repeats himself. He says, wait, <laughs> say, I say on the Lord. And she said, God knows that we're hard of hearing. God knows that we're impatient. He, she said, so he repeats himself just in case we didn't hear him the first time. Let, let me share, let me share a couple paragraphs from this chapter two uh, to kind of give you an idea of, of this, this being uh, trusting God in season and out of season. Let me share a couple paragraphs. We all feel as though waiting on God is the hardest part of life, but it's also a necessary part of life. Often there's a gap between what we've asked for and what we're ready for. Sometimes we're godly ambitious, but fleshly committed. I'm going to explain that in just a second. Meaning we've asked God for a level of blessings, freedom, and responsibility that we're just not ready to handle. For this reason, God works on his time and not ours. Now, as I opened up this, 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 this chapter in this book, the challenge of God's timing, the challenge, right? And I, and I started off talking about how we feel like waiting on God is, is one of the hardest things that we'll do. Because a lot of times, y'all, the fact of the matter is we realize we want something before we realize whether or not we're ready for it. And many times, y'all, more times than not, we're asking God for things that we're not ready for. We're saying, Lord, I'm ready right now. And God says, maybe you're not ready right now. And we sometimes we struggle in, in the fact that when we ask God for it and there's a wait, Instead of us saying, now, why, why would you have me wait, God? Why won't you move right now? We'll instead throw our hands up and say, what is taking God so, so long? Why is God moving so slowly on this? Lord, I asked you about this. Why? And Lord, I prayed. Why is it taking God so long? And rarely do we stop and look at ourselves and say, God sure is taking a long time to answer. Maybe he's telling me to wait. Now, why would he be telling me to wait? What is it about me? What is it about the situation? What is it about the thing that I'm asking for? Right. That has God looking at me saying, why don't you just wait a second? Why don't you just hold out a little bit? Maybe you're not ready for what you're asking for right now. Right. As I wrote here, there's a gap between what we've asked for and what we're ready for. 
that's some shouting stuff right now that 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 ought to make you feel some kind of way when I say there's a gap between what we've asked for and what we're ready for. You know how many people and and, and again, not being a good preacher, I'm not going to advocate this. You do whatever you want to do, but I'm not going to advocate this. But you, you know how many people have played the lottery and promised God what they were going to do with the money if God let them win the lottery? There's so many of us that have said, Lord, if you just let me hit. I mean, we've said things like, Lord, if you let me hit, I'll build you a church, God. Lord, if you let me hit, I'll do this. Lord, I'll do that. And so many of us have told God what we're going to do if he would just make us earthly rich. And the fact of the matter is there is a gap between what we've asked for and what we're ready for. Some of us, God knows you can't handle that kind of money. Some of us, God already understands you're not ready for what you're asking for. And so God will withhold some things for us, right? And and listen, it's not just money. Think about it. There's a lot of things that we've asked God for that we're trusting and believing God for that. We said, I know you're going to give it to me, God. There's so many things that we've asked God for and we're not ready for it. And instead of us, again, as I said, instead of us, again, trusting God in season, out of season, instead of us saying, now, now, let, let me examine myself and say, why did God put the brakes on my prayer? Why did God say not now? Because as you all have heard me say before, uh, it, it, as far as Reverend Jackson is concerned, there's no such thing as an unanswered prayer. It's yes, no, or wait. And I know sometimes we say sometimes God is silent. That's wait by the way let me help you out there if he didn't answer you right away that's wait that's wait and and let me say this too even in that silence sometimes when god is telling you wait that don't mean he always coming back with a yes because sometimes in the wait we're supposed to grow as i said to you these children of israel they wandered 40 years some folks died off some folks never saw the promised land because some things didn't change. And God says, listen, we're just going to start over with a new generation. Right? So, so there's often a gap between what we've asked for and what we're ready for. In that gap, y'all, we got to trust God. Like, like, like this. Let me explain it like this. In that gap, when I say, Lord, I want. Lord, I, I think I'm ready for. Lord, I want you to bless me with. Right? And then there's that gap between when you ask. And when God moves in, in, in your favor, what are you doing in the meantime? How are you growing? Are you trusting God that even in this moment that I've asked you for something, God, and you didn't give it to me right away, that I know you know what's best for me, though. So if you got me waiting, God, you got me waiting for good reason. You got me waiting, God. There's something you want me to do. There's some there's some ways in which you want me to grow. There's a reason that you put a pause on this thing, right? And again, as I said, sometimes it's a wait, and then when you're ready, I'll give it to you. But there's also sometimes it is a just hold on a second, just wait. And maybe you grow out of that thing that you ask God for, right? Maybe you grow out of it. Maybe you go, you know what, I, I kind of realize, God, I, I, I would like to withdraw my request, God. I kind of realize I don't want that thing that I ask you for, and I'm so glad you didn't give it to me. Amen. So, so look at this, look at this as we move on. I'm going to try to wrap this up in 20 minutes. We got about eight minutes left. Sometimes 
the next paragraph, I said, sometimes we're godly ambitious, but fleshly committed. And then I said, that means that we ask God for a level of blessings, freedom, and responsibility that we're just not ready to handle. And for this reason, God works on his time and not ours. Godly ambitious, but fleshly committed. If I can go back to the lottery example, right? Godly ambitious. I want to build you a church, God. Fleshly committed. Are you really committed to running a church? Are you really committed to running a ministry? Are you really committed to this thing? Or do you just want a church so you can say you got a church? Let me tell y'all something from my own experiences. Um, those of you who are aware, um, you you hear this podcast. Um, you, if those of you who are following my Facebook page, uh, we, we started a new Facebook page in the middle of the pandemic. The Lord led me, okay, you're going to do a ministry's Facebook page. You're going to preach on Sunday. You're going to teach Bible class on Tuesday. You're going to share some other things throughout the week. You still got your podcast. You still got your radio broadcast. And I'm expecting you to do all of it. Go. We're not doing it for fame. We're not doing it for fortune. We're not doing it for attention. Uh, We don't do it for likes, views, and things like this. God says, this is your mandate. Go ahead and do it. See if you're committed. Now, again, I'm not making any grand announcements or anything like that. I'm simply just doing what the Lord told me to do. And there's a level of commitment that goes with what what I do. So when you all hear a podcast, you may hear a podcast that was recorded at 10 in the morning. You may hear a podcast that was recorded at 2 in the morning. But the commitment has to be there. If you're going to be godly ambitious, to say, I want to speak in all of these different forums, God. I want to speak to your people. I want to share this word with your people in all of these different ways. Again, if I'm going to be godly ambitious, I cannot be fleshly committed. Now, what does that mean? Again, fleshly committed means I do it when I feel like it. Now, I ain't in the mood today. I'm not going to do it. I've seen people start a whole bunch of stuff in the name of Jesus. And then all of a sudden, they just kind of fall off because they're tired. And so we've got to be careful what we ask God for. So everything that you that you all are seeing me do, everything you're seeing me do in the way of podcast, radio and all this other stuff. I'll be honest with you. all These are things that I ask God for. And I didn't start doing them right after I asked him because I had to get to a place where I was not fleshly committed, but I was spiritually committed. To say um, you're not going to get a podcast and just say anything. Do some research. You're not going to have a radio broadcast. Just say anything. Do some research. You're not going to preach on Sundays on Facebook every Sunday morning and just be grabbing sermons from here, there and everywhere. Do some research. Do the work. And if you're not going to do the work, it ain't going to come out right. It ain't going to come out right. So so trust in God. Let me go back to this before we wrap this up. Again, let me read this, this next section here. I'll, I'll end it right here. I said, there are those times when God gave us opportunity, we squandered it, and now we're waiting for the blessing to come back around. We had an opportunity, we squandered it, and now we're waiting for the blessing to come back around. I can't be the only person that's ever messed up something that God gave them. And I'm saying, Lord, if you give me another chance, 
And God says, this time you're going to wait. I let you have it last time. You messed it up. Not that you surprise God. Because sometimes God will let you have what you want. Just to make his point. You didn't really want this thing like you thought you did. You weren't going to commit to this thing like you said you were. So I'm going to let you have it. And I'm going to let you fall on your face. Not that I've abandoned you. Not that I've left you. Not that I won't bless you again. But I, I needed you to have this experience. So you understand the next time this thing come around, you're going to understand what it takes. It, it, see, here's the thing. And again, we, we, we got a couple more weeks with this before, before we wrap it up. What, 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 I, what I've noticed about us is the trusting God out of season. It's really, really, really where we struggle. When we're riding high, if you when you got that good job, that good car, that good house, that good relationship, whatever, when things are working well, we're trusting God to keep things exactly as they are or improve them. And our faith is, is, is at a different level because we're saying, hey, look how good God is to me in season when things are good. Look how good God is to me. We don't mind testifying on Facebook and church to our friends when things are going well. But it's that out of season, out of season stuff, rather, that wilderness moment that we're going to talk about over the next couple of weeks, that being in that place where you're unsure of what God is going to do next. Where you're unsure, I don't know what you're going to do next, God. And on top of that, God, I'm in a, if I can go back to the children of Israel, I'm in a wilderness and I'm looking around and I don't see nothing. I don't see nothing that says promise. I don't see nothing that says fertility. I don't see anything that says life. And because I'm so flustered by what I don't see, I'm missing what's actually happening, which again, children of Israel, manna from heaven. He was feeding them every day. They wandered for 40 years. All of them, all of them didn't make it, but some of them did. They wandered for 40 years. And as the Bible says, their clothes never wore out. Can you imagine wandering for 40 years and your clothes don't wear out and your shoes don't wear out. And you, and you're complaining about whether or not God is keeping you. Doesn't that sound like some of us, as they like to say, complaining with a loaf of bread up under our arm? We don't have it the way we want it, especially especially this last year, y'all. Pandemic has come. And don't get me wrong, there were some people who suffered. And I'm not just talking about the physical thing. I'm not talking about the death. There's some people who suffered financially. They're still suffering. There's some businesses that went under. There's some things that people went through. I'm not telling you that didn't happen, but there's some of us that we had to tighten our belt a little bit. We had to do things a little bit differently, but man, we'll get on Facebook and act like the world is coming to an end when it really isn't. And it's just like, okay, it got a little tight, but God was still keeping you. You were in a rough patch. You were in a difficult season, but God is the God of that season too. And we have to be careful not to miss how God is keeping us even in the midst of a wilderness and not be always focused on the fact that God is blessing us when we're in the season of surplus. 
Take that with you this week. I'm going to wrap it up here. Take that with you this week. Just like you know that God is blessing you in a surplus. Recognize when God is keeping you in a dry season. One more time. If, if, if you can tell everybody how God is blessing you when you're in the surplus. Tell somebody how God is keeping you when you're in a dry season. When you don't have as much. When you can't do as much. When you can't move like you used to move. Look around and say, you know what, though? It ain't it ain't like it was before. But I know you are like you were before God. You're still the same yesterday, today and forever. And if I came into this wilderness with you, I know you're going to keep me while I'm in here. And I know you're going to bring me out into my promise. So I'm going to end it right here. I'm going to talk to you all a little bit more next week about uh, some other things and going through to get through. Um, as we talk about trusting God in season and out of season, because um, this chapter two really deals with that in terms of the wilderness experience, in terms of uh, coming out of captivity and then going into a wilderness and actually believing that you might be in a worse situation than you were when you were in captivity. But then knowing that if you just hang in there, God's going to take you right on to the promise that he made. And so we'll talk about that a little bit more on next week. That's all the time that we've got. Uh, this week for Monday morning discipleship, trusting God in season and out of season. Again, trusting him in your surplus and trusting him in your dry season. He's still the same God, no matter what your circumstances are. He's still the same God. So let me give you our tag as we always do. If you'd like to keep up with us, the best way to do that. Check us out at the ministries website, www.krjministries.org. One more time, www.krjministries.org. Dot org. If you'd like to purchase any of our written work, particularly this book going through to get through, um, that book is available at our, our publishing website, that website, www.krjpublishing.com. One more time, www.krjpublishing.com. As always, we encourage you to like, subscribe, follow this podcast, share with your friends and family. Um, however you need to get the word out, um, do that for us, and we will definitely, definitely appreciate you for doing that. That's all the time that we've got for the Purpose and Beyond podcast. We appreciate you all for checking us out. We'll see you all on next time. Be blessed.